John MacArthur is drawing criticism for comments he made about Beth Moore this week. We'll tell you what he said and how Moore has responded. And the Chinese government has destroyed a megachurch. We've got the details. And a never-released duet between Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan has been released. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Clark Flippo. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, our publisher, Jesse Carey, has a message about Pray.com. Yeah, Pray.com is really cool, especially for people who are looking to get into a routine and, you know, find a new way to start their day. So here, okay, here's some quick stats for you, Clark. 48% of Americans say they pray every day. And, you know, obviously, Clark, you and I, we know the spiritual power that prayer can have in right. our lives, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we believe prayer is a big part of, you know, the Christian faith. But it's also has, you know, some interesting, uh, there's also been some interesting research about prayer's ability to affect our mental health in ways, reduce prayer, daily prayer is shown to reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. And it actually improves cognitive function, lowers blood pressure, and helps with better decision making. So, Clark, there's like a spiritual side to praying, obviously, but just the the action of slowing down and taking time to reflect and have some introspection and talk to God has real, you know, real physiological effects too. Mm-hmm. There's also been some research, Clark, that shows that daily and nightly prayer routines actually help people relax and sleep better. Mm. That's why it's really cool that we're partnering with Prayer.com. It's the number one app for prayer and sleep. With Prayer.com, you'll discover a daily and nightly prayer routine, as well as inspirational Bible stories designed to strengthen your faith and lift your spirit. Pray.com gives you motivational daily prayer plans, private and inclusive prayer communities, and relaxing bedtime Bible stories that help you fall asleep. You'll hear the Bible come to life through stories like Adam and Eve, Noah and the Ark, and the Ten Commandments as part of your daily prayer routine on Pray.com. You can use Pray.com to build a healthy habit of prayer, gain wisdom from the Bible, and fall asleep to bedtime Bible stories. Right now, Relevant Daily listeners get 60% off a Pray.com premium subscription by downloading the Pray.com app at Pray.com slash relevant. That's P-R-A-Y dot com slash relevant. Over 50 million prayers have been created on Pray.com. Find out why at Pray.com slash relevant. So first up, Jesse, uh, what happened with John MacArthur this weekend? Yeah, this one, this is a story that, man, it's been doing a ton of traffic on the site. Um, but here's a little context for it, because it's it's sort of developing, because just this, this transpired over the weekend, but just this morning, Beth Moore has responded. But for some context, MacArthur was speaking at an event that was meant to celebrate his like 50th year in ministry. It was called the Truth Matters Conf- Conference. But things kind of took a weird turn when MacArthur was on stage with a group of panelists and they were asked to play a sort of like word association game. So here's how it's going to work. They would each be given, quote unquote, two words that they then had to react to. The first word given to John MacArthur were Beth Moore. Now, obviously, 
Beth Moore is a very well-known Bible teacher. Mm -hmm. She is a a preacher. She's an incredible writer. She's also, Clark, in recent years, become a major advocate in the Church 2 movement and has become a sexual abuse survivor's advocate Mm -hmm. and has really uh, encouraged particularly leadership within the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention, to take sexual abuse seriously. So when John MacArthur was asked about his his two-word response to Beth Moore, he used the words, go home. Mm. Uh, At that point, the audience in the room started laughing, and then another man on the panel accused Moore of being a narcissist because of her preaching style. MacArthur then launched into a diatribe about how, quote, the church is caving to women preachers. Uh, He said a lot of things that are just straight-up misogynist and insulting. It's one thing to have... A theological belief, which I personally do not share, Mm -hmm. but that John MacArthur has that women shouldn't preach. That's what his theological position is. But he he didn't just go there to state that he straight up insulted Beth Moore. He went on to compare her to a TV jewelry salesperson, and he even criticized the Me Too movement and how it's affected the church. Now, one reason that's so significant, other than just being awful, is that this comes just months after the Houston Chronicle released the findings of a massive investigation that found that leaders within the SBC have been covering up widespread sexual abuse for years and have rehired and employed people who have been, uh, you know, very credibly accused of sexual abuse within the church. Wow. <laughs> so what? Yeah. what's the reaction been here? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's unfolding right now, but here are a couple of things that have been tweeted since this, uh, you know, this video for Circular, which, by the way, you can actually hear John MacArthur's. The audio was captured. You can hear John MacArthur's actual statements in their entirety if you have the stomach for it on RelevantMagazine.com. Um, but uh, right away, SBC, current SBC president J.D. Greer tweeted that Beth Moore is, quote, welcome in our home anytime. Nicole Nordman, who is a Christian singer, but has also become a, a sort of a, a really interesting vocal personality uh, in Christianity right now. She tweeted this, man, that John MacArthur, MacArthur clip dragging Beth Moore is misogyny at its finest. All that good old boy backslapping made my stomach sick. What a disappointing witness for a man whose influence has been so broad. Sometimes God lets us tell on ourselves. Austin Channing Brown, who's an activist and writer, she wrote, Dear Beth Moore, you know I don't have any stock in the SBC or reform theology or white evangelicals, but I do care about women. So when I'm on stage tonight, I plan to bring it. Just wanted to let you know. And finally, this morning, Beth Moore herself took to Twitter, Clark. And here's what she wrote. I did not surrender to a calling of man when I was 18 years old. I surrendered to a calling of God. It never occurs to me for a second to not fulfill it. I will follow Jesus and Jesus alone all the way home, and I will see his beautiful face and proclaim, worthy is the lamb. Mm. Here's the beautiful thing about it, and I mean this with absolute respect. You don't have to let me serve you. That gets to be your choice. Whether or not I serve Jesus is not up to you. Whether I serve you certainly is. One way or another, I esteem you as a sibling in Christ. So Beth Moore really taking the high road there as John MacArthur and sort of his cohorts were just blatantly disrespectful and insulting. It was was a really 
kind of shocking turn of events. And it's also notable, Clark, that, you know, John MacArthur, uh, as recently as this past year, drafted a statement in which he said uh, essentially that social justice and social justice activism was a threat to the gospel in many ways. So, um, you know, people can go back and read that on the website as well. But yeah, it's a it's a disturbing story to hear someone who has so much influence say those things. But at least it's been encouraging that other Christians have spoken out and defended Beth Moore and Beth Moore's statements. I, I really feel like she took the high road there. Yeah, well, we're definitely fans of uh, Beth Moore over here at Relevant. Yeah. So turning to some international news, what happened to this church in China this weekend? Yeah, so this comes from China Aid. China Aid is an organization, here's how they describe their mission, to expose abuses in order to stand in solidarity with the persecuted and promote religious freedom, human rights, and rule of law. So they released a report, and there's actually a video of this that you can you can actually see. That shows the Chinese government destroying a 3,000-seat megachurch over this past weekend. According to the reporting, the church was actually in the middle of the service when construction equipment showed up and the demolition began. Also, the church's two pastors have been detained by the government uh, who say they suspect them of, quote, gathering a crowd to disturb social order. So is this a common thing that happens in China? Yeah, it actually it actually is uh, increasingly under President Xi. And what makes this one what makes this case particularly disturbing is that this church was actually an officially sanctioned church by the Chinese government. So for churches to operate in China legally, they have to receive government sanction and regulation. And that also that frequently means that the government monitors their services. But, you know, they were a sanctioned church. There's also an underground church in China that is unsanctioned and and runs kind of technically illegally. But this was actually a, a sanctioned church. So we've seen this in the past couple of years as a way to kind of break the spirit of some of these Chinese Christians is to actually destroy the buildings that they meet in, whether they're sanctioned churches or unsanctioned churches. And the one, and this one was a massive church. Uh, In a statement, China aid president Bob Fu said this, this is yet another clear example showing the escalation of religious persecution today by the Chinese communist regime. The total disregard of religious freedoms protection as enshrined in the Communist Party's own constitution tells the whole world President Xi is determined to continue his war against the peaceful Christian faithful. This campaign will surely fail in the end. So you can you can uh, like I said read more from Bob Fu and the work at China Aid if you go to chinaaid.org. They're an incredible organization doing really important work. And finally, we have quote unquote new music from Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Yeah, that's right. So uh, for the last couple of years, Bob Dylan has been releasing these bootleg series. There's actually up to his 15th volume of them. And they're getting ready to release a new one called Traveling Through 1967 to 1969. So, Clark, what a lot of these are, are Bob Dylan goofing around in the (laughs) studio and versions of songs that uh, people have never heard before. This They released a song as a preview because that that new bootleg series releases on November 1st. Uh, But they released a song today 
That is from 1969 when Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash met up in a studio in Nashville to record some songs. You can actually, it's pretty cool. Before it starts, you hear June Carter Cash in the background, kind of giving him a little pep talk on how to go through the song. <laughs> uh, it's a version of the song Wanted Man. So Dylan wrote Wanted Man for Johnny Cash, uh, and it later became somewhat of a hit. He actually opened his now famous set at San Quentin Prison with the song Wanted Man, which was written written by Bob Dylan specifically for him. Now, the version that you'll hear, it's kind of what makes these bootlegs so fun. It's sloppy. It's kind of goofy. They're laughing because they're forgetting the lyrics halfway through, but they're having a good time, and it's two musical legends birthing a song. It's something pretty special. You know what? Let's go ahead and play a little clip. Wanted man by Nellie Johnson Wanted man in this next town But I've had all that I wanted of a lot of things I've had And a lot more than I needed Of some things that turned out bad Wanted man in Sacramento Wanted man in Tennessee Wanted man in Oklahoma Wanted man in Muscogee History Wanted man in Indiana Wanted man in Ocean Well, there it is. Goats, man. Cash and Dylan. Right. (laughs) Straight up goats. All right. Well, thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Lark. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook, and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily.